My prayer and my hope is that you never approach the cross the same or sign yourself with the cross the same through this Mass. So not just through my homily, but through the whole Mass. Hence why we entered in silently, because that's where we're going. We're going to Calvary at every single Mass. And we're sitting at the foot of the cross begging Jesus to have mercy on us because we've blown it. Because the first sin of our parents, of Adam and Eve, we were sold into slavery. And when you and I come to realize what Jesus was actually doing and, and just keep meditating upon that mystery, what he was actually doing, not for us, but for you personally, Tommy, for you personally, Maria, for you personally, Sydney, by name, what he was doing just for you, everything begins to change. Like, what do you think Jesus was doing on the cross? It's a good question to really ask. Like, what was he doing specifically for me? So I want you to meditate upon that question for a second. And I want to go through like what this day is. This is called the exaltation of the cross or the triumph of the cross. And I think so often we don't know what a triumph is. What is a triumph? A triumph is something that you would do if you were going to war with another battalion, especially in the days of, of the Roman army. Of, and they would take all of the soldiers they captured. And in the back, they would take the commanding general or the king of that particular area, put him in a cage, strip, strip him naked, and they'd march in to whatever territory they're coming back from saying, we captured him. This is our triumph. There'd be trumpets blasting everywhere. There'd be flowers Petal, flower petals falling from everywhere to say the, about the victory that was just claimed. And that's why we celebrate what Jesus was doing on the cross. But a lot, a lot of us don't understand what he was doing. He was also baiting Satan and death and sin and hell. When I think of like what was Jesus doing on the cross, you know, he's doing so much. But what he's doing for the early church, what they believe in the church fathers, they always said he was sneaking himself into hell to win every single soul back, all the way back to their, our first parents, Adam and Eve. And he was hiding behind the disguise of our flesh, which is why Mary is so important when we celebrate Our Lady of Sorrows tomorrow, because she gave him flesh, but when she's giving God, yes, she knew the scriptures that he would indeed be crucified to get everyone back by name. Like on, on the cross, when I think of what was Jesus doing for me, he was purchasing me back, Right? By becoming sin himself, by becoming enslaved himself, quote-unquote slaved, he was, bringing, he was bridging a gap that I, could, I can't pay. I, I can't bridge that gap. He's doing something I can't do. He's, he's rescuing me. He's redeeming me. He's liberating me. He's restoring me. But he's also restoring to me what I can't restore. I go to all these different things to have a better body, but I can't restore my own body. Only Christ can. He's proving literally how much I matter to him by calling me by name to himself. But he's also conquering death, hell, sin, and Satan by baiting the devil. Have you ever seen that scene in the Passion of Christ when that tear falls from the Father's eye from the sky, and then you see this sin, or I mean, actually a scene where there's this creature who we believe to be the devil, and he screams. And I'm sure he said, he said more foul language than you could ever imagine. But he's like, oh, crap. What just happened? I lost. So what Jesus is doing is he's taking, as you read the reflection, he's taking his body, his body as a chariot, to go into hell, to go behind enemy lines, 
to basically blow it all up, to conquer death. Some, one of my priest friends, Father uh, John Ricardo, he calls it using uh, the, the word ambush predator. Ambush predator are, are different creatures that sit still, and when the, the bait or the, what their, what their, their enemy comes to them and they least expect it, they smack it and they kill it. And that's what he believed Jesus was doing. But I, I like the image of like a Trojan horse. Like you've seen that heard the story with the Greeks and going behind enemy lines. They didn't know that he was going in there. The devil didn't know that Jesus was God. That's the whole thing a lot of us don't get. Jesus, did, his main enemy wasn't the devil. His main enemy was death. So you and I wouldn't fear it so much. And what Jesus is doing, he's giving you and I a new worldview on the cross. And one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given to, from another brother priest, he said, always remain at the foot of the cross, always remain at Jesus' feet. Because as soon as you and I forget that he came to humiliate Satan and humiliate sin and humiliate the devil, we get prideful and we start exalting ourselves. And how well does that go when you and I get prideful? So Jesus is, is claiming victory over you. He's claiming victory over death, sin, and hell, and, and, and thank God for this rescue mission. Like, we actually get to participate in this rescue mission to tell people that they actually matter that much, that they're worth that much. But he, again, it's not a y'all thing. It's not an us thing. It's an individual thing. And I think until we let that get from our head to our hearts, we miss the whole point. And I think when we're making the sign of the cross, we should be start, starting to think like, Lord, help me never forget what you've done for me. Protect me from the devil when I make the sign of the cross. Help me know that you've claimed a new worldview. And one thing maybe you could take up as a challenge if you're struggling with certain sins and the way that the evil one works at you, wherever that sin is, make the cross, sign of the cross over that part of your body. So if I, I struggle by seeing people in a sense that's not aware of what Jesus has done for me, I make the sign of the cross over my eyes. If I hear bad voices or I judge people by how they speak and I forget how Christ speaks to me, I can make the sign of the cross over my ears. If I speak words that are not of God and I'm not remaining at the foot of the cross, claiming victory over what Jesus has done for me, I can make the sign of the cross over my lips. If I want to remember how much Jesus loves me, I can make the sign of the cross over my heart. If I want to serve the Lord more fervently, I can make the sign of the cross over my hands and never forget what he has done for me by claiming victory, by going behind enemy lines to win me back to himself, to purchase my identity as a beloved son or a beloved daughter. But it's got to get personal. And until we get from this us and y'all stage to an individual stage, none of this is going to make sense. Jesus doesn't see crowds. He sees his sons and daughters. He sees a son or a daughter, as if you are the only person on earth. That's how unique and how individual and how special you are to him. And he was claiming you back to himself. So every place that the devil had dominion, he took his kingdom and it says, now this one is mine by name. So when we make the sign of the cross, when we come to mass, let us make a new resolution To remember what he's done for us by going behind enemy lines to call us back to himself by name, to destroy 
hell, to go all the way back to our first parents, Adam and Eve, who sold us into slavery, and now we are no longer slaves, we are sons and daughters. But it cost him his life. What is the cross costing you? What cross are you carrying, and what is that costing you? When Jesus was first given his cross, Scripture says that he embraced it. He didn't run from it. When he was embracing the cross, he was embracing you, Dominica. He was embracing you, Sarah. He was embracing you, Ethan Alley. He was embracing you as if you were the only person he came to save. And until that individuality of our faith sinks from our head to our hearts, things get stale. We forget the triumph that he has as we hold high the cross this day, as we celebrate the victory and we give thanks and praise to the Father for sending the Son to go get us because we matter that much to him. He wants his world back. He wants you back to himself. He doesn't want you to find your identity in anything but him. But your identity comes with the cross. You can't separate it just like Jesus won't separate the Eucharist from the cross. We go to Calvary and we go to the cross and if you're ever wondering, how do I stay at the foot of the cross? You got to go to your mom. You got to go to my mom, the Blessed Virgin Mary, Our Lady of Sorrows, who always keep us close to her son's feet. Let us make a resolution to never make the cross, sign of the cross the same through Christ's sacrifice for us. And when we struggle, let us make a resolution to make the sign of the cross over our forehead if we have bad thoughts over our eyes, if we're not seeing things the way Jesus sees them, or even seeing ourselves the way Jesus sees us, over our ears or our mouth, over our heart, our hands and our feet, we give thanks and praise to Jesus for calling us by name. And if you listen, he's calling you right now, to himself. Jesus, give us ears to hear, give us eyes to see, and give us faith to believe. Amen.